Section 21, The Catholic's Ready Answer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Catholic's Ready Answer by Rev. M. P. Hill. Section 21. The Church and Salvation. Objection. Catholics are taught that outside the Church of Rome, there is no salvation. It is a poor recommendation of the Roman religion that it sends the majority of men to eternal perdition. The answer. The formula, out of the church, there is no salvation, is indeed familiar to Catholics, and moreover has a recognized place in Catholic teaching. But for the most part, it is misunderstood by non-Catholics. Certainly, from the earliest Christian ages, the truth has been enunciated in the Church of God that membership in the visible Church, established by Christ, is a necessary means of salvation, and according to Catholic teaching, the one true Church of Christ is the Church, which is in communion with Rome. This is the appointed way of salvation, and no other has been revealed. But is there no way of salvation open to those who, through no fault of theirs, are not convinced of the claims of the Church of Rome. That we dare not assert. God's providence extends to all his rational creatures. He has given them the light of reason. He has written the precepts of the natural law upon their hearts. He does not leave them unassisted by his grace. And under providence, no one will ever be lost for not knowing truths which he has had no means of learning. If a direct and categorical answer be required to the question, is it possible for one not in communion with Rome to be saved? Our answer is, yes, it is possible. But it is possible only in cases in which the persons concerned may be said in some sense to belong to the church, though not consciously and avowedly in communion with it. Catholic theologians draw a distinction between an explicit and an implicit adherence to the Church of Christ, between what one explicitly holds and professes, on the one hand, and what is implicitly contained in his disposition of mind and heart in regard to the necessary means of salvation. Persons who have no means of learning the truth, but are living according to their lights, and are willing to use all necessary means of salvation, may be truly said to participate, according to their needs, in the grace communicated by Christ to mankind through the Church. In this sense, they are members of Christ's Church, and to them, the dictum, out of the Church there is no salvation, does not apply. Many non-Catholics are known to feel a keen personal interest in the question we are discussing, and of this number, perhaps the majority, finding themselves in a state of mental unrest regarding the means of salvation. Take comfort from the thought of that. After all, one may be saved without entering the Catholic Church. Now persons of this class cannot afford to be indifferent to the conditions on which they may be saved, especially as set forth by a church which dates from the apostolic age and which, as they themselves acknowledge, opens a way to salvation. These conditions are clearly stated 
in an encyclical letter addressed by Pope Pius IX to the bishops of Italy, August 10, 1863. Whilst insisting on the necessity of seeking salvation through the Church, the pontiff says, It is known to us and to you that those who are in invincible ignorance, i.e. ignorance which they have no means of dispelling, of our most holy religion, who observe the precepts of the natural law which God has written in the hearts of all men, and who in their willingness to obey God live an honest and upright life, may, by the aid of the divine light and grace, attain to eternal life. For God who beholds, searches, and knows the minds, the hearts, the thoughts, and habits of all men, in his sovereign goodness and mercy, does not permit any one to suffer eternal punishment who is guiltless of a willful transgression of his law. Here it is distinctly taught that it is possible for a non-Catholic to be saved, but saved conditionally. The conditions are these. 1. That one has no means of knowing and recognizing the true Church of Christ. In our day, it is to be feared that many seek a refuge in ignorance when ignorance might easily be dispelled by inquiry, study, and prayer. 2. That one shall not have offended God by any grievous sin, or, we may add as implied, that having so offended God, he shall have duly repented. Acceptable repentance, in this case, must be based on perfect contrition, that is to say, on a sorrow for sin which has for its motive the love of God for the sake of his infinite perfections. Any one who turns from his sin and turns to God by an act of love may be saved, provided he does not afterward turn away finally and forever from God. After what has been said, it ought to be quite unnecessary to remark that non-Catholics ought to be much less concerned with finding or inventing reasons for remaining where they are than with honestly and earnestly inquiring after the truth, being determined at the same time to embrace the truth wherever or whenever found. If they think they may be saved outside the Catholic Church, they should be careful to ask themselves, but how? If one who has not the truth is bound to seek it, those who have it are bound to impart it to those who do not possess it. It is possible for a non-Catholic to be saved, but nevertheless it is God's will that the truths of the Catholic faith should be made known to him. If a non-Catholic has neglected to find the truth, he will be lost, and hence every opportunity of enlightening him should, with all due discretion, be improved. Moreover, although a man may be saved in honest ignorance of the truth, nevertheless, his salvation is endangered by the absence of the many graces he would obtain through a knowledge and practice of the true religion. Protestantism has impoverished the spiritual lives of its adherents by drying up the wells of sacramental grace, which are filled to overflowing in the Church of Christ, and from which all its members may draw according to their needs. Among Protestants, the holy sacrifice of the Mass is abolished, Christ is banished from the tabernacle, the souls of men are no longer nourished by the true body and blood of the Lord, grievous sin no longer finds a healing power 
in the sacrament of penance, the dying are no longer comforted and strengthened in their last journey by the Holy Vaticum or by the last anointing. In their struggle with the world, the flesh and the devil, non-Catholics, find their spiritual nourishment reduced to the minimum, and no wonder that so many of them give up in despair. Add to this that so many Protestants are living in a state neither of light nor of darkness, but in a sort of twilight of doubt and uncertainty, which they have it in their power to dispel. This unenviable condition of our separated brethren, it is our bounden duty to relieve. End of section 21